1: AC Sparky Fiber at 1250 AM, The Fan. Time for another Milwaukee Sports timeout at 55 past the hour here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Live from the Wendy Studios. Wait, did someone say it's buy one, get one for just a dollar at Wendy's? Yeah, that's right. BOGO to Wendy's and double up on all your favorites. Buy the Tasty Dave Single, the Spicy Chicken Sandwich, the Crispy 10-Piece Nugs, or a Smooth Creamy Medium Frosty, and get another for just a buck. You heard it right, and you can take advantage of this amazing BOGO deal at participating Wendy's. Hurry before it's Bogo gone and uh, let's talk about the Milwaukee Brewers, shall we? Uh, And being joined now by a very special guest, I'll be honest with you, I've never, ever... uh, Interviewed this guy before, so it's a first time. So I'm looking forward to talking with Matt Klein, VP of Baseball Operations for the Milwaukee Brewers. Matt, how you doing? Thanks for coming on.
0: Hey, thank you guys. Appreciate you having me.
1: All right. Uh, first things first. Uh, let's talk a, a little bit about you know obviously we have the the MLB trade deadline uh, coming up for the Milwaukee Brewers. And from the outsider looking in, having you know been in sports talk radio for a long time, I've always kind of viewed the trade deadline to kind of see really what the organization really thinks of the roster at this point. I go back to Doug Melvin, uh, when he was the GM, told the story of back in the day when he was with the Rangers, uh, how you know they were relatively close. I think they were two or three games out, whatever the case may be. Uh, and he decided that they weren't going to be good enough. They didn't have enough, uh, so he made what they deemed a white flag trade back in the day uh, because he didn't think they were close enough. And I've always thought, depending on you know those top prospects that you're willing to deal or not deal at the trade deadline probably is a good indicator of really just how good – you think that baseball team is is that a fair way to assess it from a fan standpoint
0: you know it's it's probably not quite as black and white um as that you know there's a lot that goes into the decision and and really the multiple decisions that we have to make um in terms of how best to set the club up not just for you know the current season but also uh trying to give ourselves the opportunity to to build a sustainable winner um so a lot of like a lot of things in our industry it's It's not always black and white as it may seem. um, But essentially what we're trying to do is make the best decisions we possibly can to to set this club up um, for success, not only in the current season, but also in future seasons.
1: When you talk about roster construction for this team heading into this season, uh, I I think there were probably questions coming off of last season going into this season uh, about the offense. uh, And now you look at the offense and you're pretty much last uh, across the board in the National League offensively. What I don't know, if what went wrong or what didn't you expect necessarily when you put this roster together versus what actually happened during the season?
0: Yeah, so I, I think it's really a byproduct of knowing that there's different ways to win Major League Baseball games, right? Like scoring scoring a lot of runs, having a high-powered offense is certainly one way to do it. Um, other ways you know, to win consistently in the Major League level are built around pitching, defense, solid base running um and every team every season is going to be a little bit different right you're going to have a different identity in 2023 than you did um maybe in 2022 2021 and, or in other previous years um where we have had success and so i don't think we look at it as you know what went wrong per se i think it's more about what is um what are the strengths of the team that we have right now and, and how can we fortify um other areas to set us up to to compete for the postseason this season
1: From, again, from our perspective, looking at it, I would say a majority of fans would say corner infield has probably been an issue at first and third base. uh, And there really wasn't necessarily looking at the farm system uh, a ton of help uh, on the way. And then the draft comes and you guys start drafting some corner infielders uh, in the draft for the first time, I believe, really since David Stearns took over um really heavily there early on was there a change in draft philosophy going away from always looking uh, up the middle of the field whether it be shortstop second outfielders
0: you know there really wasn't you know our our basic draft philosophy and this is going to sound overly simplistic is really just take the best player available on the board um you know and, and try to do the best we can with with the pool space that we have to bring as much talent into the organization as possible and, and that takes a lot of input from um you know our, our really great scouting staff it takes input um you know from our from our D group our analysts and obviously todd johnson matt arnold um you know have worked really hard to to orchestrate um just how the draft played out for us and you know like most clubs we're, we're very happy with how it played out for us we think we did a great job of injecting um talent into this organization um, but really, you know, to directly answer your question, no, there there wasn't like some great seismic shift in philosophy. Um, we really are just trying to acquire as much talent via the draft as we possibly
1: can. It was my favorite draft of the David Stern's era. I mean, it's not technically his era now. I guess it's Matt Arnold's era, but by far my favorite one of of all of them to this point. Uh, let's talk a little bit about you know this deadline and as far as your top prospects, because the one thing that's worked out because of the way that everything has played out this year, you've had. Uh, a couple of your outfield prospects uh, already on the major league level, uh, and really uh, the last one as far as the top outfield prospects go, Jackson Chirio obviously is still at Double A. Looking at this trade deadline, are, are those guys pretty much at this point untouchable? Uh, as far as wanting to keep them together for the long term,
0: look, I think I think the uh, the honest answer is no one is ever untouchable. You know, it just depends on what you get back. Um, you know, but it would be very very difficult. Uh, to part with people who are either impacting our Major League club currently or, or somebody that we expect to significantly impact our, our club in the future. Um, but look, like I don't think we're in the business of drawing lines in the sand. It's just obviously going to take a lot more um, in terms of the return to talk about certain players compared to others.
1: Let me counter that. There, there was an article in The Athletic, uh, Jim Bowden, the former GM, put out uh, this morning some trades that he would like to see happen. Uh, And he had uh, the Brewers trading Garrett Mitchell for the young first baseman, Uh, 21-year-old Soderstam, I think is his name, Uh, Tyler Soderstam, you probably know his name better than I do, Uh, with the Oakland Athletics. Now that would be a deal where it would not be necessarily a prospect for either because both have been at the major league level, even though Mitchell is recovering from injury. Uh, But it would be a young outfielder, which you obviously have a surplus of, I guess to a degree, for a young corner infielder in a first baseman that would help to solve maybe that issue uh, within the system itself. If it was a young guy for a young guy, does that make it easier to do?
0: Um, I mean, without commenting on specific players, right. I think we're going to be open-minded. You know, I think we're going to be open-minded about improving this club any way we can. Um, you know, I haven't seen that particular suggestion or haven't had a chance to read that particular article yet. Um, but look, it, it goes back to sort of what we always say. It's, we're going to be open-minded. Um, we're going to look to make responsible decisions that not only impact you know the current twenty twenty three club, um uh, but also give us a chance to to sustain success into the future because that's a really important part of our identity. It's, you know, how do we not only win now, but also give ourselves a chance to win moving into the future?
1: That sounds good, Matt. And I can understand that and get down with that. My only issue is I feel like the walls are closing in around the brewers right now with, the looming situation of contracts with Burns, Woodruff, and Adamas coming up. And really, we're talking about this year and next year. Uh, and then, you know, this decision is going to be made whether or not the Brewers can afford to sign any one of those three guys. Do you guys look at it like a two-year window at this point, knowing that you know, you have arguably two of the best pitchers in baseball in Burns and Woodruff and no guarantee that either one will be here after two years?
0: I think that's a very fair question. Um, look, we don't, we don't limit ourselves to any type of window. We don't look at this and say, oh, man, you know, we have to win in the next two years or else it's not going to happen. Um, if we are doing our jobs well, we are able to give this organization a chance to win year in and year out. Um, and, you know, and those guys that you listed, they are really important and really impactful uh, parts of this organization, um, you know, and they're a big part of what we're going to do, you know, this year and, and hopefully next year as well.
1: This arbitration process, and I know you're kind of a part of that uh, as well, I've said uh, is horrible, Uh, especially when players show up uh, and hear what the other side says about them, their own team, like a Corbin Burns. And then you have a Corbin Burns come on and go, oh, I was told we're actually going to try and win this year. Uh, Being a smart aleck uh, with that response, which I'm sure just uh, annoys everybody in the front office, it would annoy me. Is that something that Major League Baseball has to look at and trying to figure out how to get around being in a situation where the players are there and they're kind of essentially the enemy of their own team?
0: Uh, I mean, look, I, I think the process itself, um, certainly has its flaws. Um, you know, I'm sure there has been work done between MLB and and the PA to try to address, you know, or, or brainstorm and, and try to come up with a different way to fairly compensate players. Um, you know, but whether or not it needs a complete overhaul, I will let uh, people on a much higher pay grade than me decide that.
1: I'm not on a higher pay grade. I make significantly less than you, and I think it needs an overall. <laughs> you don't got to go to anybody higher than you, buddy. Hey, let's Wait. let us talk about uh, one other uh, instance that Brewer fans are scratching their heads over uh, that I feel like I, I need to bring up. Uh, and that is sure. Keston Hero specifically, because Brewer fans can't understand how he can hit as well as he does down there, and he's not being given another chance. Uh, and my response has simply been: at some point, maybe an organization says a player is who he is, uh, and we're going to use that player, maybe to move that player at some point, um, and you know, kind of run out of chances within or- within an organization after being given several chances to succeed and not being able to to make that jump from AAA to the major league level. Do you feel like? Within the organization, sometime across baseball, certain players within an organization can kind of get pigeonholed or uh, tagged with a certain description of them uh, and kind of can't get themselves out of it?
0: I I think, in general, that's a fair assessment. Um, You know, whether it applies specifically to to Keston in this case, um, you know, I I wouldn't say that that's exactly what's happening here. I, I mean, I think, look, Keston has had a tremendous season. Um, he has done, you know, everything we have asked of him. Um, he's been a great teammate. He's shown up, he's ready to work. Um, but, you know, but in terms of, you know, where he fits on this roster, it, it, um, it's a byproduct of just how our roster lines up today and where the pieces fit best. So rather than, you know, looking at this in relation to any single player, it's really about how does the puzzle fit best as a unit? How can we win as many games as possible with, with the entirety of the depth that we have right
1: now? Would you say it's more likely that the Brewers do something to add to this team uh, versus standing Pat uh, at the deadline? Because I can't imagine there's any way you're actually going to sell anything. So I'll say more likely that you do something versus not do something.
0: Um, If we had to bet on it, I think it would be fair to to bet that we are going to do everything we can to fortify this team. Um, I think the the current group has earned that. They've earned that from us. Um, You know, it's, we are going to give them every effort we can in terms of doing our job to, to augment this team to give ourselves a chance to, to win a division. Because ultimately, like you know, that's what we're here for. We're here to win. Um, this team has earned it. This staff has earned it. Um, and we're going to do everything we can to, to make that a reality.
1: I, I want to follow up with something. So from my yeah. standpoint, I look at it and I say, if I'm the Brewers, do I legitimately have a chance to win a World Series or get to the World Series? And if the answer to that is no that I start, I have to think big picture more than short term. From inside your office, is it more about just making the playoffs at, at the deadline as far as what you're going to do, more so than having the opportunity to think your team is good enough to go compete for a World Series?
0: It, it's really both. I mean, look, the, the reality is that if you want to win in a World Series, you have to get in the playoffs sure. first, right? You know, you, you have to you have to crawl before you can walk, Um You know, so it really is just a balance between. We know we have to build a team, build uh, a roster that can get us into the playoffs. Um, But yeah, look, we also have an eye toward okay, what might that look like? What might your roster look like once, if and when you get to that point? Um, So it's really just trying to balance both of those perspectives. Um, But again, it's it's really you got to get in the playoffs if you want to make the World Series.
1: I got one last one for you. How involved is Craig Council? when it comes to the trade deadline as far as communication with Craig gets his Santa wish list of what he would like uh, kind of given to you guys? And then how much interaction is there between you and him as far as player possibilities that you guys might be able to get to get his sense of whether or not he'd want said player? That's a
0: great question. So we have daily communication with Craig, right? Craig is a a very integral part of uh, this organization, um, you know, and we take his thoughts, opinions, um, and preferences very seriously. Um, we also have, you know, several other individuals in the group and, and frankly, the majority of our group, uh, whose value, whose opinions we really value. Um, so like anything, it's a lot of collaboration, uh, between multiple people, uh, between multiple departments, um, and Craig is a really important part of that.
1: Matt Klein, vice president of baseball operations for your favorite team, the Milwaukee Brewers. Looking forward to uh, seeing what happens the last couple months of the season. Hopefully we'll be talking about a playoff uh, team. I love doing this with you, Matt. Hopefully uh, we could talk again uh, more in the future.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Steve.